What if I told you that making slight changes to your content could help it go viral? Okay, we've previously talked about how going viral can be a negative thing, but for some people, like today's guest, it's led to some serious success. When KB Chesko first got started, he was creating low production TikTok content, mostly in his car, clapping back at things that people say on the internet and giving his opinion. He started to see major success on TikTok, but he wasn't seeing the same success on Instagram. Chesko and I chatted about this and he made one single change that absolutely blew him up on Instagram. Thousands of new followers every day was becoming the norm for him. Then he started sharing that content to YouTube and that's when things really went wild. With YouTube, he started to make real money, as in thousands of dollars every single month for the views that his videos saw. So what is the secret to Chesco's success? Why do his videos perform so well on every single platform, resulting in him making more than he does at his full-time job from YouTube ads alone? You'll have to listen to the rest of the episode to find out. I'm Kristen Busquet, and I've been a full-time creator for over three years, and I've brought in over $350,000 from sponsored posts and content creation and collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is the podcast where we teach you, the entrepreneurial creator, to turn your online influence and creativity into a profitable, self-sustaining business. We're giving you the scoop on all things gaining profitability from viral videos. This by BizBFF is Social Scoop. Aren't you curious what successful creators will be doing this year in 2023? Join us this Thursday, January 19th at noon Eastern time for our first free workshop of the year, What Successful Creators will do in 2023. We'll be detailing the things that we're expecting all creators who are finding success within their content and financially to be implementing for the new year. This free workshop can be viewed in our Facebook group, on LinkedIn, YouTube, or Twitter. RSVP and get the date on your calendar through the link in the show notes and we'll see you Thursday. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 62 of Social Scoop Podcast. My name is Kristen and as always, I'm so excited that you're here. First thing I wanted to talk about is actually very related to this episode. It is about the new YouTube option to monetize YouTube shorts. We've talked a little bit about YouTube shorts in maybe the last few months here, and I feel like I've done a pretty good job of convincing you guys to start posting your content there. If you haven't, maybe this will be the thing that sets you over the edge and actually makes you prioritize YouTube shorts. So creators will be able to receive revenue from ads that are displayed between shorts clips. This comes into effect on February 1st, so just in a couple weeks. Now, this new revenue sharing model is basically going to be replacing the YouTube shorts fund, and here's how it works. First, you can apply for a cut of the YouTube Shorts ad revenue if you have over a 1,000 subscribers and you've seen 10 million Shorts views in the preceding 90 days. I realize that 10 million is a huge, huge, huge number, but YouTube Shorts can very easily go viral, very similar to TikTok when it first got started. So don't let that number scare you too much. So social media today stated that YouTube's payment model could be more sustainable and equitable process with accumulated funds from shorts ads being allocated to a much larger pool and YouTube then splitting 45% of the total amount among shorts creators based on respective views. So 45% of the total amount that they are getting an ad revenue that's going on to shorts is going to be split between eligible creators. I mean, like we've literally in the history of Instagram and TikTok never 
heard of anything like this. This is crazy. So you can make some serious money. I was actually talking to today's guest who right now is making somewhere between six to 8,000, I think he said, in YouTube um, ad revenue per month. Now with this new implementation of monetizing shorts, he said he'll probably be able to make up to $15,000 a month. That's crazy. I told him this is a great way to just pay for your kids' college funds right there. (laughs) So if you haven't gone on YouTube shorts yet, this feels like your sign, right? Also, guys, kind of a huge piece of news here. Instagram is getting rid of the shop tab. I mean, uh, hello, I feel like this was like a long time coming personally. I don't know that I've really ever even clicked on it more than just to be like, oh, what's this? But I've never purchased anything from the shop tab. It feels like it was kind of a waste of space. You know, Instagram wanted to see what happens if they really push shopping. And I think that's actually what pushed a lot of people off of the app. So I'm actually not super surprised that they are getting rid of this. So the navigation bar at the bottom of the app will have a shortcut for creating content. And that's going to leave the shop tab basically in the dust. So Instagram is not taking off shopping. They noted that you'll still be able to set up and run your shop on Instagram as they continue to invest in shopping experiences that provide the most value for people and businesses across feed, stories, reels, ads, and more. So it sounds like they're just putting a little pause on this shop tab and they're going to find some really great ways that you can still utilize shopping if you are a business. But I would be really curious to know from any business owners listening who have products on the shop tab, did that really increase revenue? Like how many sales did you see from Instagram? One other thing that I wanted to mention this week is that last week I got verified on Instagram, guys. Instagram finally thinks I'm legit, even though I literally have a podcast where I basically talk shit about them every single week, but maybe they just don't know about that. (laughs) Now, here's what you need to know. So first things first, I got this question a lot. You do not need to have a certain number of followers to get verified. When applying, you're going to have to provide personal information like your name, your birthday, um, also some form of identification. I just shared a photo of my driver's license. But the most important part is links that can verify your identity. So you want to make sure that the links that you're submitting are not from your own platforms, like your own blog or your own podcast. They should be from trusted outside sources. So the links that I submitted were a a link to another podcast that I was a guest on, an article on Business Insider that was solely focused on me. And then there was also one Bloomberg News article where I was just featured with a few other creators. So if you are someone who doesn't have links like this, there is a lot of different methods that you can use to get them. But I actually showed one in a recent Instagram video that I posted this week, this past week. So I'll leave that link in the show notes. You guys can find it down below and go check that out. It's a really great resource. I had a lot of great feedback on it. I'm so excited for this episode. I think you guys are going to absolutely love Chesco. He is like one of my favorite people. We always have great conversations. He's also a group expert in our Facebook group. So you've probably seen him there if you are in our Facebook group. Without further ado, let's dive right into today's episode. All right, guys, I'm so excited for today's episode. We have a friend of mine here who we have been talking online for such a long time. This is actually the first time we're talking like, quote, face to face. Um, So Chesco, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Of course. So, okay, we first need to like talk about your name and, and your handle and all of this, because there's maybe a little confusion for people that follow you in different places and see your handle in different places. So 
give us the rundown of like who you are and and what you do. Well, in in, in real life, I'm a <laughs> I'm a tenured college professor. Uh, no, had no plans on ever doing anything like this on social media. It just kind of happened by accident. Uh, Chesco was originally uh, given to me back when I was a speech and debate competitor. Uh, when uh, people, I have a very common first name and uh, everyone was like, no, that's that's boring. And so they took a part of my name and mushed it together. And then it just accidentally became uh, my nickname. And then I was a two ring slam poet for a long time. And uh, that was my stage name with that. And so um, that kind of just stuck uh, as my as my name that most people refer to me as unless I'm their yeah. teacher. Right. That's true. So mm. what is it that you do on social media? Like, I guess this is actually a really interesting question. <laughs> like, how do you categorize yourself? Because what you do is not like the typical quote influencer like you're definitely more of a creator yeah it's it's that's the hardest question because <laughs> people ask me that all the time and i i still don't really have an answer like i'm i'm yeah. nice i guess i'm i'm like i try to uh give my perspective on the world in a way that will make it a little bit less toxic um, that's fair. i guess that's the, that's the easiest way to put it but i i mean my my stuff you've seen my stuff it's all over the place yeah. I mean, I I think you are one of those, like, it's almost like sometimes creators fall into two different categories. Like, they have a very specific niche, you know, fashion, beauty, home decor, whatever it is. Like, you know them for their niche, but then there are also creators who, like, you know by their personality, you know by, mm -hmm. like, who they are and their opinions. And I feel like you definitely fall into that category. Like, you're able to talk about so many different things, but it's just, like, all your perspective, right? Right. And I think that's kind of, you kind of have to choose, is your niche going to be your subject matter or is your niche going to be you? Right. I, and I, I, and my original plan was to just make teaching content. I, I, I made it, I stuck with that for about a month uh, and then got very bored because I was yeah. sitting in, it was beginning in the middle of the pandemic. I'm sitting in my bedroom all day, every day. And uh, I was like, there's only so much I, I feel like talking about. And then I just started, you know, making random videos online yeah. just about my opinions on things. And here we are. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. I want to talk a little bit about kind of like where you started and where you are now, because you've definitely had like a lot of changes. And I think making some of these changes have definitely like brought you to where you are today. So, you know, you started playing around with teaching content and like, how did it kind of progress from there? <laughs> Well, I mean, you could even go way further back because I, I, I technically the first time I went viral was 2009. Oh, uh, yes, like I remember back when, yeah, I did a, I, yeah, I did a, I did a random, like I, I started making random blogging videos online once again, just to see what it was like. Yeah. Uh, and then I made a video that got 14 people fired. Uh, <laughs> and time. I was like, yeah, I was, they're they okay. I'm friends with them all still. They don't hold That's grudges it. about it. It was a terrible company. Um, but they, uh, I was like, I'm done. No social media, no, uh, no, no content creation. I'm done making videos. Uh, and then the pandemic obviously hit and, uh, I needed something to keep from just, just losing my mind, sitting alone in a bedroom for eight hours a day, grading mm -hmm. speeches. Uh, and so, yeah, so I started making uh, this, this stuff that I thought other teachers would like. Um, and then, you know, I'm I'm sitting in there and there, I'm seeing all these terrible things being said by some very toxic people. And I, I, I felt like maybe people would appreciate my perspective <laughs> on yeah. um, what they had to say. And um, so it was a combination of that. And then, you know, I'd start telling stories to, uh, about my family and about my kids and um, 
you know, it just became this, this smorgasbord of, of everything uh, wrapped into one. Yeah. And you started on TikTok, am I right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So what was it like? Like, did you decide to get on Instagram at a certain point mm-hmm. because TikTok was like having a lot of success or did you already kind of like start posting things there and it was like a slow start on Instagram? Like, how did you kind of get across all platforms? I know you're on YouTube now too. Right. Uh, so I started on TikTok, obviously, just uh, doing that. And, and I had an Instagram page for my my photography hobby. Uh, and that was what I was. So I was already posting on there. I had like 3000 followers yeah. uh, or so. Uh, and so I started just posting my reels on the reels page on Instagram in hopes that maybe it would bring people to my photography. Um, as it turns out, nobody really cared about my photography at least uh and i remember i actually reached out to you yeah uh, at at that point i you know really early on and i was like why do you think i'm not getting followers like i'm I'm not getting them on like the way i'm getting them on tiktok and you said that people have no idea what they're looking at you know they see my video that was talking about my kids or this toxic dating coach and then they go to my page and they'd see random photos of people in cosplay uh and like, why would you follow that? Like, that's that has there's no connection there. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, yeah. But I, I did. So, but that I realized at that point, you know, yeah. there's something here that people are enjoying or appreciating. Um. And I might as well just make me my brand. Is and I I don't like being on camera. And that's the weirdest thing. I don't like looking at myself. Right. Um. That was why I was a photographer, so I could put other people in front of the lens. Uh. But then I was like, you know, just roll with it. You know, there's only so many times these random opportunities yeah. happen. And so, um, yeah, so I, I just kind of changed my page entirely from photography to just being um, my reels. Uh, yeah. and, and it just kind of took off from there. So you have all three of these platforms that you're very active on. Um, mm-hmm. I'm curious, how do you manage all of it? <laughs> like, is <laughs> most of it like you're you're creating one video that you're cross posting a lot of, uh, across a lot mm-hmm. of platforms? Or are you creating fresh content for each platform? It's a little of both, right? Yeah. And it's kind of like the idea that I don't I don't like to look at certain content as repurposed content, because right. it's it's just content, right? It's content that I'm creating for all three platforms. Right. Um, but I think the original content for each platform kind of goes with my strategy for growth on each platform um, being a little bit different about like at least, or, or it's more so I listen to the community on that platform and try to respond to what they want. Um, yeah. So for TikTok, I just post everything off the top of my head. It's stories. It's it's just literally, I don't, I, I don't script any of my content. I just kind of pick up my phone record a take and, and and post it to the world. And if it hits, it hits. If it doesn't, right. it doesn't. Um, I think TikTok's very forgiving of bad content um, when it happens. Like the algorithm isn't as punishing when you have a video that just flops. That's true. Yeah. Uh, versus, and then with Instagram, you know, I think the, the community aspect of it was way more important. And so the stories became my original content over there. So I did a lot of Things like, you know, my bad advice Wednesdays where people would give me situations in their life and I would just give them bad advice. Uh, or like I, I had hype up Mondays at one point. I had yeah. FU Fridays where people were just ranting anonymously about people in their life. Uh, and that was a lot of fun because it was right. just for that community. And so and I tr- I would try repurposing that and posting it on TikTok and it would always fail. So it just became the stuff that I post on on Instagram. And so they got their own little um, little thing there. And then YouTube uh, is is a con- kind of a combination of of okay. both of them, where uh, I usually have a lot to say about 
the videos I respond to. And I, I know anytime I, I do over a minute on TikTok, it almost always bombs with, with very rare occasions. Um, you know, that I think because people don't follow me for long content there. Yeah. Um, and so I, uh, I kind of just record my long rants now uh, uh, that are th- two, three minutes long. And that's my YouTube content, my long okay. form on YouTube. And then I cut that down to a one minute uh, and put that for TikTok and Instagram. Very smart. So it's almost like you're creating, you know, this one piece that you're able to use in so many different ways. That's kind of the beauty of long form content. It's like, Mm -hmm. obviously, I think a lot of us at this point are seeing like YouTube is almost having like this resurgence. I don't know that it ever Mm -hmm. like went away necessarily, (laughs) but there were other things to focus on with TikTok coming out and all of that. But I think a lot of people now are, you know, coming back to YouTube and with this fun that they're working on for next year and Mm -hmm. all of this. So I definitely think YouTube's worth getting into but it's cool that you can create that youtube video but you're also creating content for all the other platforms kind of at the same time mm-hmm. which makes it so much more sustainable right and my audiences are completely different on all three uh yeah. too it's interesting because I, I even pulled my instagram audience once and just to find out how many of them follow me on tiktok and youtube yeah. and 95 percent of them were just instagram um so it's just these are all different people different and so it's not it's yeah. not like I'm repeating myself on different platforms it's just new people seeing that stuff. Right. And I mean that's always important too because when you do have, you know, someone who finds you on TikTok and they go to your Instagram like if mm-hmm. there is a lot of crossover and they're seeing the same content like obviously they're like okay well I can already see it on TikTok. But it's good that it's such a different group of people because they don't really care if it's on the other platform. Right. But and, um, and I think it's important, too, because I, I think I think a big mistake a lot of creators make is they try to get their TikTok audience to follow them on Instagram or yeah. Instagram to follow them on YouTube. But if you're an Instagram user, you consume your media on Instagram. If you're a TikTok user, you usually just consume on TikTok. And yeah. so you, all you're getting is these empty followers on another platform that kills your engagement. Um, right. And so I, I never, I almost never tell people to to go follow me somewhere else uh, unless it's for a very specific reason, because I, I want that, I want the growth to be organic on that, on that different yeah. platform. I want those users to be people that prefer going on YouTube to find me there so that I'm, I'm not going to just have a bunch of empty followers not engaging with my stuff. Right. I mean, that's definitely a great point. And one thing that you kind of like touched on a little bit that I think is really smart is how you were talking about how you make these videos like you're just sitting down, not scripted, like you just get your phone. And you're like, all right, what are we what are we ranting about today? You know, <laughs> and, and that's so nice because you must feel so I guess you're you're probably still feeling pressure to create, create, create. But like, it's probably less pressure than like, all right, I have to sit down. I have to script out this big thing. I have to, I need to like clean this area out so I can like do my video here. And then like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like this big production essentially. And I think that kind of is one thing that a lot of creators get nervous about. It's like, they don't have the time to do all of this, but I think you're a great example of like, you don't need to have crazy, highly produced content. Like you can get on there on the fly and and again use your personality to really like capture people and and obviously that's worked really well for you and i think it helps you know my training was accidentally perfect for social media right i have 20 years teaching uh public speaking i have a background in theater i have a background in creative writing i mentioned from touring as as a poet so i have writing performance and communication were what I was using to become a good teacher. And then all of a sudden now I get into social media where those, I I don't have to spend as much time because I spent 20 years preparing for it. So all my time was spent pre uh, getting into this field. 
Right, right. Yeah, that is very convenient <laughs> for sure. Right. <laughs> um, now, obviously, again, like once you you implemented these changes and you found like, all right, this is what my audience clearly is liking on these different platforms. Like you're really starting to hone in on like how you can be successful on each platform. And then you go, you go viral. You're just like going viral on all of the platforms. Like I remember talking to you like every couple of weeks, you'd be like, man, look, I, I gained another 50,000 followers. And I'm like, what is happening right now? Like, what, what are you doing? And so I'm curious to know, what was that process like of just literally going viral on literally all of these platforms? It, I mean, other than it producing unbelievable anxiety of uh, feeling like, all, you know, because it's, I think <laughs> when, when you start making content in your mind, it's almost like you're just talking to a friend. Or at least in my mind, it was yeah. like, I'm not, nobody, nobody real is seeing this. These are the fake internet Literally. people. Yeah. And then when things start going viral, uh, you start realizing, oh, those are the real people seeing this. Or, the, or I'll have a friend mess, text me and be like, oh, a friend of mine shared your video. I'm like, that's not how that's supposed to work. Right. <laughs> this, you know, is this is fake. not supposed what to, do you mean? this is all fake people. This is, <laughs> these are, this is me talking to my phone by myself in my bedroom. Um, and so as it started happening more consistently, I, I definitely, I almost quit multiple times. Um, especially when it started happening consistently, yeah. uh, I, I was like, I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to, you know, my career is teaching, uh, and I didn't want something I said online. And it's not like I said anything super controversial, but uh, I didn't want something I said online to affect my job, my real job. Right. Um, and so I, I was worrying about that. And I, and so I, I started getting to the point where I was overthinking things. Yeah. Um, and, and I think I went through a period where, um, my, my content did suffer because of the fact that I was, I was scripting things out in my mind too much. I was like, well, I can't say that. Well, I can't talk about this. I can't do that. Right. Uh, and eventually I realized, you know, it's, it's, it's fine. It's not, it's, it's the less I think about things, the better, the better. Um, because it's just, it is what it is at, at this point. And, and either you lean into it or you run from it. Um, and there's only so many times you get these opportunities. And so yeah. I, I'm leaning into it for now and just, just hoping for the best. Just riding the wave. <laughs> <what> yeah. <laughs> for I mean, sure. I think with your content too, because you do have so many pieces of content where like you're maybe stitching someone else's opinion or again, like I love the ones where it's like a, a, a quote dating coach where it's just like some mm -hmm. like bro who's giving like the world's worst <laughs> advice ever. And I'm first of all, I'm like, who are you and why is anyone listening to you? Right. But you come in with your opinions and I'm sure there are people who agree with him. So you're getting all of these comments of people who are like, you're wrong. You're, you know, so mm -hmm. I feel like especially because your content is so like opinion heavy, you must mm -hmm. get a lot of trolls, you know, like. <laughs> y yes, um, it's it's hard not to let it get to you. There's a lot of things about because I have bad allergies. And so you can't really tell it on this camera right now. But it looks like I'm crying apparently a lot because I get that comment all the time. Right. Um, you know, things about your weight. If I if my if my daughter gets cut my face by scratching me or something like I'm a toddler, uh, then I, I'm getting it 20 comments about that. If it's. It definitely, it's hard not to focus on those uh, too much. The the beautiful thing is once you get, because I, I block quickly. I don't care. I just, I have thousands upon thousands of people blocked. It's just, it's not worth it. Yeah. Um, and I don't really mind it if they're talking to me, but the second I see them attacking one of my followers, it's just insta block. I don't, I don't, I don't care yeah. about it. Um, and as a result, I have really tight communities, I think on all three platforms already that will kind of police that content um, themselves. So I don't have to worry about it as much. 
um, as I didn't originally. And and the downvoting comments, so they they're you know stuck at the bottom is always kind of nice too. That's um, right. My, I started making a rule for myself, like an, a loose rule where I will read comments for the first few hours and then just try not to look at it again. Once, because once it starts going yeah. to the, the outstretches of, of the internet, it gets dark quickly. And honestly, wow. Oh, how weird that, yeah. is it that you literally just said <laughs> that? And then it, like, goes, oh, perfect. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, no, it's it's definitely the internet again, like it's it's just kind of a scary place to be sometimes. So I honestly mm-hmm. applaud you for putting your your real <laughs> opinion out there and like saying it all and not leaving anything on the table because people are well, crazy. I, the the opposite side of that though is I get I probably get three hundred DMs and emails a day from random, you know, fans or followers or yeah. whatever term that are just so beautiful. I I I'm I'm brought to tears constantly maybe that's why i look like i'm crying maybe it's not my allergies you really are but, just crying all day <laughs> I'm just, I'm just sobbing all day in my room but but it but it it happens because there will be people that will talk yeah. about you know i i don't want to i don't want to get too specific because i don't want to ruin the the confidence of that that dm they sent me but yeah uh, about things that i had no idea that my story could provide them the healing and and trauma recovery and just hope um and so they they counter the the negativity tenfold right and that that's the positive for that's the thing that made me decide not to quit or continue keeps bringing me bringing me back when i decide i'm done uh with that stuff and and that's the 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 good part that you don't i don't think you hear about it as much because it's so easy for us to focus on the terrible and who am i responding to and i probably should do the opposite who am i who do i respond to in my video responses to the to the bad people to the mean people um and and it's because I'm like no I can't let that stand right, I have to right. respond to that but I, I do think may, maybe we should spend more time you know, bringing up and talking about the the positive parts because you don't hear about that aspect yeah I mean that's a really great point I know for me personally I feel the same way there are plenty of days mostly a couple times a week where I'm just like mm-hmm. I'm done I quit I don't know yeah. why I do this and then I like <laughs> get a message from someone they're like oh my god you put out this video and it helped me so much and I'm like oh fine I'll stay. <laughs> Yeah, if you insist. So that community, having those people mm-hmm. that you really are making a difference to, I think is really important. And I think for for me, that helps when I'm thinking about engagement as well. Like if I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my engagement sucks. I only got 200 likes on this. And it's like, well, that's 200 mm-hmm. people that like I could actually be making a difference in their day, making a difference in their life. And you know, like that, that means something that is something. Yes, it's lower than mm-hmm. maybe I'm used to on some pieces of content, but I think it's still valuable at the end of the day. It's more of like a mindset shift. And that's been, I think, one of the positives about just about how performance wise too, about being on multiple platforms. And technically, I'm also on Facebook and Pinterest. Yeah. Uh, I just don't focus on, on those as much, but it's, it's that a content that, you know, I, I would absolutely judge myself as when I was only on TikTok when a video would just do terribly i'm like well i'm the worst i'm I just suck. not funny <laughs> yeah i'm I'd say, why why am i doing this this is yep. that was embarrassing and then the, then i'd read when i started on instagram i'd have certain videos that just unbelievably bombed that get millions of views and they're like oh okay apparently it's the algorithm is not a judge on my character but it's hard <laughs> not to not to go down that path yeah. right where you're just constantly making yourself worth about how many likes or views your video is getting yeah it's it's hard to avoid i think it never stops like you can never completely turn it off you know mentally Mm -hmm. but i think you get better at like 
dealing with it or like flipping the switch to be like, but look at all the positives as you right. do this longer and longer, which is definitely very, you know, helpful, obviously. Um, so with you being on all of these different platforms, like you said that you you've kind of developed different strategies for different platforms. If you had to give people like your your top tip for each of the main platforms that you're on, what would they be? Mm-hmm. Well, first off, I think I would say the the order that I moved from platform to platform was perfect. And I would recommend that to everybody. Like start on TikTok yeah. and just just figure out what you're doing. Figure out how you how to make videos, how to interact with the audience, how to make videos that kind of capture who you are. Um, then move to Instagram, figure out how to build a community, figure out how to interact with people in, in that regard. And then once you know who you are as a creator, even though I started kind of started off, off this whole interview saying that I still don't really know what my thing is, um, but, but I still know, I know what I am. I know, I know roughly what I am. Um, then, then move to YouTube and kind of expand on, on there. Um, I think if I were to give very site specific things, I think with, with TikTok, it's just a, a numbers game. Um, I, I have no inside information, but I'm positive that suppression is built into their algorithm. Um, where you'll go on kind of waves of ups and downs yeah. and the, the, it's hard not to burn out and stop posting when you're in one of the down cycles, um, with it, but you just got to keep on pushing through it. And the more you post, uh, the more, the, the, the shorter those, those ups and downs get, um, yeah. and it becomes a little more consistent, but it, they're just going to happen. Um, so I think just, just post as much as possible, as much as humanly possible, just to get your information out there, your, or your yeah. name and your, your voice out there. Um, I think Instagram is still a lot more about curating a very specific top of like higher quality content. Yeah. Um, what I usually will do. And luckily I already had like 700 videos by the, when I started on Instagram, right. I'd already had all that to choose from. I just post one video a day and it's, it's something that I know that I'm proud of that. I know my community will like, uh, and that I think will do well. And so that way they're just getting the hits. Um, and the stories is where I just go all over the place. That's where I, I will post random stuff or even bad yeah. TikToks. Um, but I think, I think Instagram is important that people want to go to your page and just kind of see the, the, the top stuff. You know, they yeah. want to see ex- exactly who you are or exactly the, the niche you are or whatever it is so that they can immediately know, uh, kind of what you're doing with that. Right. And, and I think YouTube, YouTube yeah. Oh, yeah, YouTube is a combo of both. I think shorts is very similar to TikTok in that regard. You just mm-hmm. want to, it's a numbers game. Um, and I think people get overwhelmed because they see the new, the new creator program in there is either 10 million views uh, to get that. But the, it's, I think they wouldn't have said 10 million views unless they thought it was roughly equivalent to the 4,000 hours for long form, which seems less imposing. Yeah. Um, so their, their metrics are, are telling you that it's, it's going that is attainable right, right. And it's That's and so point. i i think um and as it takes a while though um i posted for three and a half months on uh youtube where my average video was getting 50 views yeah um if that um and then finally you get a video that breaks through and i think that's their algorithms waiting for that one video that can kind of hone in on who your audience is um and then now all of a sudden it's back to the it's the same as the other ones yeah but i think um, you don't have to post long form on YouTube, but I think I still think the expectation is that when someone goes to your page on YouTube, they see something that looks, you know, with the thumbnails and right. the the titles and, and it, it looks like a professional. Because I think people go to TikTok to meet you 
and they go to YouTube to see your talent, right? They, they want to see your thing, the, something that's impressive about you uh, on YouTube, whereas TikTok, they just want to meet you as a person. Yeah. And Instagram's kind of in between. Yeah, exactly. I think one thing mm-hmm. that is really interesting that you do, when I hear long form content, I think like long, you know, like 10 minute videos right. plus. But it's interesting. You were saying like some of your long form content mm-hmm. is like two to three minutes of you ranting, you know, like mm-hmm. that's really awesome because I think two to three minutes is very attainable. It's really mm-hmm. that that could be very sustainable. It sounds like a really big thing to like, oh, I'm going to be a YouTuber. Like I'm going to have to produce all these videos. But like, realistically, you could like use your computer webcam, talk for mm-hmm. a few minutes and hit post on it. So I think that's actually really awesome that you're not pressuring yourself to have 20 minute long videos. I mean, you could. Right. And but- YouTube, yeah, YouTube posted something recently, a stat or someone posted that said 75% of YouTube content is consumed through your phone. Um, also, so I, th- I still, I, I, most of my long content is still in portrait mode. Um, yeah. I don't even worry about making it look oh, like, yeah. like something for your TV. I still, I'm, pl- I have plans in place that I'm going to eventually start doing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I kind of just, I figure people are following me for my shorts. So they already have their, they're holding their phone that way. If they go to my page and click on one of my videos, boom, it just pops up. It formats it automatically that way anyways. Okay. Um, so I don't have to really reinvent the wheel for my page. I can just kind of give them more of what they, of the reason they followed me. Right. Ooh, I love that. That's, mm-hmm. that's a great tip. It literally makes it even easier. Like you're, mm-hmm. you're checking off everyone's excuses as to why they're not on YouTube. <laughs> well, th- and that's why I, content. yeah, I avoided YouTube for a long time because <laughs> of that. I was like, I don't, I don't yeah, it was, it was like, I can't do that. I can't do yeah. these professional looking, uh, you know, full on full screen video yeah. setups the whole reason i'm doing this is because i can just sit in my car and record um but yeah so but it's i don't i think because of tiktok the way that we consume media has changed for at least the foreseeable future where you don't necessarily have to do that people yeah. still appreciate it. there's an audience for it of but you course. don't have to do that yeah i i think really the key at this point to long-term success as a creator is it's, it has to be sustainable because mm-hmm. we're expected to create so much content in so many different places, all times of day, all different topics. You know, like we have, we have a lot of expectations mm-hmm. on us and how are you not going to burn out if you are trying to like create the most highly produced YouTube video and then three shorts a day and then three TikTok, highly produced TikTok. Like it's so much content. Mm-hmm. It has to be sustainable. I know I was working with one of my students, she's a fashion creator, and she was she had a really successful TikTok where she was doing like a, a try on, you know, she showed this outfit and everyone loved it. They, you know, it blew up and whatever. And she's like, man, like I'm gonna have to record so many outfit videos now. Like and I she was kind of freaking out because she was like, Do you know how much work that one was? Like, do you know how many like pieces of clothing I had to clean from my room after that? And that's just one video. And again, if we're supposed to be posting as much as we can, she was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I was like, well, then, you know, unfortunately, you can't do three of those a day every single day. It has to be something that's sustainable. So what she started doing instead was she would do these videos where um, she would like find weird things on on retailers websites, like really like ugly clothes or like crazy things like I don't know weird clothes and stuff and she would show like a a screen recording of them and she would like you know talk about what this piece was and like have a whole you know conversation about it and she could bust those videos out three to five a day and then they started blowing up and I was like see 
it's so mm-hmm. sustainable for you. You have a, a type of video that works really well for you, you know, just like you do, where you have this, you can sit in your car and just talk mm-hmm. to your camera and record a video. It takes so little effort realistically compared to a highly produced video and you don't feel like oh man I have to like oh create all my videos today and it's like a big thing because then it becomes a chore and then you're miserable (laughs) Mm -hmm. well and that's why I always say this like when if you start on TikTok and don't let yourself don't and and even if you have one that blows up just blows up just uh just keep on doing a bunch of different stuff until you figure out what are your three or four things you can do. Cause the ones where the videos I do, where I break down kind of line by line, some of these people, those take longer, right? Cause it has to fit a certain way. It has to look a certain way. Um, And so I don't do those every day, you know, but uh, as long, but I have other stuff that people follow me for. So as long as you're giving your audience something, like you said, staying consistent, um, usually it's going to be, you're going to be fine. Yeah. I think TikTok is such a great place to experiment like that because Mm -hmm. TikTok is like, I don't know. I like, I care about what I post on TikTok, but at the same time, like, I really don't. I, I'm no. just like, this video sucks. I look so horrible in it. I don't care because again, it's the mm-hmm. fake internet of TikTok. Who cares? And so it's so different on Instagram. Again, like Instagram feels like it has to be a little more curated, a little bit more like I want to present myself with my hair and makeup done always and mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. So TikTok is a great place to experiment. And I can't believe yeah. that there are still people today who are like, ah, I don't think I'm going to get on TikTok. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's the unknown, though. It's it's any platform you're not on yeah. seems intimidating until you do it. YouTube, that was my big one for you. You know, I was a yeah. year and a half into doing content where I was like, fine, I'll do YouTube. I'll try it out. And now I'm like, oh, I'm just basically doing what I do on the other apps with some little tweaks and it yeah. and it's fine. Yeah, I will say I even go through the same thing with trying to find these ways to make my content more sustainable. So I had um, a video producer who was like making these beautiful YouTube videos for me. And I, you know, they were like 10 to 15 minute long videos, more like traditional YouTube style, what you'd expect. And I was paying him 70, 80 bucks a week to create these videos for me, which in all reality is pretty fair for producing whole video. But I wasn't making any money from YouTube. (laughs) And so I was like, just, you know, burning cash and burning cash. And eventually I got to the point where I was like, okay, it's taking a really long time for me to script these videos, record these videos, a lot of money to pay him, get them uploaded, all of these things. And and that's when I kind of realized like, this isn't sustainable for me to do every week. So I still want to be on YouTube. So I tried to kind of figure out like, okay, what's something that I could be more consistent with? And so you know, in 2023, we're posting our our podcast on there. It's content that's already made, you know, like we're right here, we're recording. And so being able to kind of like find a way to be consistent to my audience there, but also still give them like the same value and and still save me money, save me time, all Mm -hmm. these things. It's a trial and error process. You have to go through the trial and error. Right. Because consistency doesn't have to mean every day. Right. And if you're posting yeah. one long podcast, even bi-weekly, then people know that's what they're expecting. There's there's yeah. people that have huge YouTube channels that post once a month even, but they know what they're getting because they have right. very specific, you know, it's staying consistent with what the expectations you set. Yeah, I, I love that mm-hmm. you said that. That's one of my favorite things to tell people. Consistency doesn't mean frequency. 
You hear mm-hmm. consistently and you automatically think, okay, like in order for me to be consistent, I have to do this thing every day. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's just not And you can take and you can take time off to I've taken weeks off of of uh TikTok, of Instagram, just yeah. for my you know, own mental health or my family. Yeah. Uh, and and it didn't hurt me. And I'm still I'm still doing just fine with the with the numbers. I think people yeah. are terrified of all the things we hear online. You can't take a day off, you can't do this, you can't do that. When in reality, we're just making up these things. And then if something matches up with it. We're like, see, I told you, I told you they were right. Um, right. So I joined the creator fund and everything, I, or I quit the creator fund and, no, uh, and my, my views went up, yep. but there's a hundred, you know, there's a thousand people or 10,000 people that did the exact same thing and nothing changed. But exactly. we hear about the person that, that matches what we want to hear. Um, so, I mean, if you stay consistent, you make good content that matches up with who you are. Um, you're, you're going to have that long-term success, but you also have to be okay with having, dry periods too where just nothing hits because that's going to happen absolutely not every post is going to be your best post ever Mm -hmm. that is a fact (laughs) especially even ones you think are like this is the best thing i've ever made and it it hurts so bad to see it just flounder but that's what it is that's that's social media yeah it's always the post where i like work so hard Mm -hmm. and like spend the most time and money that don't perform well and i'm just like oh yeah okay all right. I learned my lesson. That's fine. I'll do I'll do my worst job ever from now on. <laughs> um it's it's funny. I was just about to ask you, what's your what's your kind of overall, like if you had to give someone advice, but sounds like you kind of just gave that. Right. <laughs> be consistent, be yourself, find what find what works best for you and stick to it. Yeah, and that's that's really all it comes down to, I think. And I think allowing yourself to uh to grow time to grow too. I think we yes. we are so we're so uh, inundated with the, these these stories of people that just went viral oh. and now their life has changed and they're rich, but you have to treat it like a business. Um, yeah. if if you want to do this long term, where you you know most businesses don't make profit for years, and, and I think we want to be we don't want to be the rule. We want to be the exception, but just because you're not the exception doesn't mean you're not going to have some amazing success later on. Patience, my friend. Mm-hmm. Patience. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. Well, thank you so much. This was such an awesome conversation. I hope everyone listening right now is like shaking their head. Yes, yes. All right. I got it. I'm ready. <laughs> and that you got some good nuggets of information. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Of course. And we will see you guys again next week.